This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, across all, all social media at Mainly Plants. And uh, you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Or you can fill out the contact form on the website. Or you can DM me through social media. A lot of you been, have been doing that recently. Uh, it's awesome. Um, and sponsors. So instead of going through the regular spiel um, for the next little bit, because I want to have more time devoted to the actual uh, information in the podcast, if you go to mainlyplants.com, hover over where it says podcasts in the uh, menu bar, in the navigation, you'll see underneath it says sponsors, click on that, you'll see the sponsors and the coupon codes, and you can click to get a direct link to um, their web pages. but everything from gut health to beauty products to bakeware, um, all great stuff. If you have any specific questions, feel free to reach out. Um, ooh, rate and review the podcast. I really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes to do that. Uh, if you're shopping on Amazon, please click through. Go to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. It takes you right to Amazon. Helps me out so I can continue to do the podcast for free. And it doesn't uh, change anything on your guys' end. Um, I think that's all for the housekeeping. Um before we get into this week's topic, um, I had a, a good uh, a good email sent to me with a great question from a listener. And uh, without reading the entire email, he's talking about how what kind of sauces and condiments he should use with his food. You know, things like regular ketchup have a lot of sugar in them. There's a lot of sauces and salad dressings and stuff that have a lot of sugar, even the vegan stuff. So really, what can you do? You know, if you're like me, I I love sweet potato fries or fries of all sorts. Um, I I make them in the air fryer. But, you know, I don't want to dip them into a ton of ketchup because it's a lot of sugar or a lot of the vegan mayo because it's a lot of oil and sugar. So what do you do, you know? Well, there are a bunch of options. And, you know, he asks asks specifically about teriyaki sauce initially. And what I recommend instead of teriyaki sauce are liquid aminos. You can go to pretty much any grocery store and buy um, coconut aminos. They have a whole bunch of different types of aminos. Um, But they taste like soy sauce, but they are not a ton of salt in them. So give those a try. Go to your local store, look for coconut aminos, or if they have other aminos derived from other plants, those are fine to try also. You might have to try a couple before you find one that you really like, but generally all of them are pretty good tasting. Now for ketchup, barbecue sauce, steak sauce, salad dressings, all that kind of stuff, there are a million and a half recipes, but let's kind of go through a couple of them. For a a ketchup substitute or a, a healthier ketchup, what you can do, and I can, if you decide that you want one of these, shoot me an email uh, and I'll send you the recipe. Or you can just Google, you know, um, whole food plant-based ketchup. There's a ton of recipes. But it's generally tomato paste, water, apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, a little bit of maple syrup, onion powder, garlic powder, sea salt. And if you want some allspice, you can add that in there too. They're all whole food plant-based ingredients. They're all whole food plant-based approved. And it's going to make you ketchup. A healthier ketchup. Now, will it taste exactly like the ketchup that you're used to? No, probably not. It's still good, 
And the more you use it, the more it becomes regularity, and that's going to be your ketchup that you actually like. There are other things like, ooh, I, there's a great vegan tzatziki. I don't have the, the link to the recipe in front of me, but I make it all the time. And generally what it is, is it's, it's a tofu base, a silken tofu base, or you can actually do firm or extra firm if you like your dips a little more thick. But it's tofu, it's garlic, it's, uh, if, you, if you are no oil, you don't have to put oil in it. If you are still eating some oil, you can add, I think it's believed, two tablespoons of oil to it or maybe a tablespoon, um, white wine vinegar, uh, fresh dill, grated cucumber, and you let it sit for like an hour, and it tastes exactly like regular tzatziki, but it's not dairy-based, which is awesome. There are uh, whole food ranch recipes, and it's also a tofu base, but it's got things like parsley and onion, garlic, white vinegar, lemon juice, a whole bunch of other ingredients in it, and it's going to make you a ranch-ish type of dressing. Now, again, these aren't going to taste exactly like what you're used to, but the more you use them, the more they become what you are used to, and pretty soon you don't know the difference. You know, there are there are, there are are um, companies out there that make vegan dressings. You know, there's Follow Your Heart and Daya and Just... They all make, you know, vegan ranch and Caesar and Thousand Island, and they all taste great, but again, they're not healthy for you. They they have a lot of sugar, they have a lot of oil. Once in a while, these things are okay, right, if you're having a cheat meal. But if you are using these daily in your foods, then you want to steer away from them, and you want to steer towards these whole food sauce alternatives. Another thing that I really like to do is take some hemp seed, some shelled hemp hearts. You can go get them at pretty much any grocery store. And you put them in the blender with some water and some lemon juice. And you can add water to get the, the consistency that you like for your dip or your or your dressing. And it makes like a cream sauce. And essentially, it takes on whatever flavor you add to it. So if you want something that's more oniony and garlicky, add some onion and garlic. Or add some onion powder and garlic powder and some nutritional yeast. Or if you want something that's more like a dill sauce, add a ton of dill to the blender with it, some lemon juice, and just play around with it. But that base of hemp hearts and water is gonna give you like a cream base that doesn't have much flavor. It'll just, you just have to add whatever flavors you want to it. So a lot of this, if you wanna experiment, is gonna come up, you're coming up with the flavors that you that you decide off the top of your head. Or again, you can follow, um, some some whole food recipes. Now there is a good site, and if you are not driving, if you're if you have a chance to write something down, you want to head to nutritionstudies.org/slash/recipes/slash/sauce, and these are all going to be whole food, plant-based approved recipes for sauces. They have ketchup, they have ranch, they have a vegan tzatziki. Um, I like mine better. They have a creamy avocado dip. What else do they have here? Mushroom gravy, dainty mustard dressing, rhubarb and fig jam, uh, low-fat vegan cheddar cheese sauce. So, again, they're all healthy alternatives to sauces that you know and use all the time. Except for soy, they don't have on here, so you're going to want to do um, aminos. I really like those liquid, liquid aminos. So I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, reach back out. 
I'll be happy to discuss with you off the podcast in uh, further detail. So this week on the podcast, we're talking about the standard American diet. You know, you hear me reference it a lot. Some people call it the sad way of eating. It is unfortunately sad. Um, But standard American diet, SAD, stands for standard American diet. So in 2010, there was a report from the National Cancer Institute on the status of the American diet, and it found that three out of four Americans don't eat a single piece of fruit in a given day, and nearly nine out of 10 don't reach the minimum recommendations daily intake of vegetables. Now, the World Health Organization blames millions of deaths a year on inadequate fruit and vegetable intake. Now, thankfully, the 2010 USDA guidelines introduced what's called MyPlate. They, they did away with the food pyramid. They put in something called MyPlate, which caught up with science and recommended a shift toward a plant-based diet that emphasizes uh, fruits and vegetables. There is still a spot for uh, dairy, and I believe they have a spot for proteins, um, meaning like animal proteins, but it's mostly plant-based centric, which is awesome. And it calls for nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. But based on the 2005 dietary guidelines, nine out of 10 Americans did not reach the the minimum recommended daily serving of vegetables. Now, in terms of nutrients per calorie, vegetables are the healthiest food, especially green vegetables. And variety is important because different vegetables have different phytonutrients. A healthy eating index can be calculated Uh, based on the phytonutrient content of your food. Even a low-carb diet, if based in plant-based foods, whole food plant-based foods, have been found to be health-promoting. On a weekly basis, 96% of Americans don't reach the minimum for greens or beans, which is three servings a week for adults. Uh, 98% don't reach the minimum for orange vegetables, which is two servings a week. And 99% don't reach the minimum for whole grains, which is about three to four ounces a day. So in conclusion, nearly the entire U.S. population consumes a diet that is not on par with recommendations. These findings add another piece to the rather disturbing picture that is emerging of a nation's diet in crisis. Think about that. Think about how many times people ask you where you get your protein, but they themselves are nutrient deficient because they're not eating enough plants. Now you look at any hospital wing, you're not going to see people there because they're protein deficient. You will see people in hospitals um, who are there because of things stemming from from improper nutrition. Um, you know, mainly fiber micronutrients. Now a dietary quality index was developed reflecting the percentage of calories people derive from nutrient-rich, unprocessed plant foods on a scale of 0 to 100. The higher people score, the more body fat they tend to lose over time, and the lower their risk appears to be of of, uh, abdominal obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high triglycerides. Now, the Mayo Clinic defines obesity Um, which is, again, a very common U.S. condition, as having an excess amount of body fat. Uh, The U.S. National Institute of Health defines obesity as a BMI, which is a body mass index, of 30 or more. Now, one in three American adults is obese, which is seven times the rate of China and eight times the rate of Japan. 
if the current trend continues, virtually 100% of Americans will obese by, be obese by the end of this century. The annual cost attributable to obese, uh, obesity among full-time U.S. employees is estimated at $70 billion. That's insane. Obesity is associated with serious health problems, including heart disease, diabetes, heart attack, um, prostate enlargement for you men, uh, reduced female fertilization rates for you women. Ga uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I know and I have known many women who are obese, who are trying to conceive, who just can't because of their weight. Um, but also things like gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is GERD, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is kind of like pre-pre-diabetes, and cancer. Uh, obesity can both stress a person's joints and degrade a person's cartilage. So a form of low-grade systematic inflammation called uh, metaflammation is associated with obesity as well. And the, the U.S. obesity epidemic extends to, to children as well. I'm sure you've seen it. Only one in 1,000 American children eats a healthy diet. Think about that. And it's a likely cause of the childhood obesity epidemic and the dramatic rise in childhood diabetes. Now, the availability of large portions of junk food appears to be linked to this obesity trend, obviously. Babies who are fed uh, milk formula have a higher obesity rate than babies who are breastfed. Now, I'm not sure how I feel one way or the other on this. However, I think that if you're able to breastfeed, it's based on what I've read, it's the, the better option to do. I wasn't breastfed, I was bottle fed. Um, so, you know, obesity is a massive problem in at least America, you know. I don't know about, uh, about the rest of the world, especially not China and, and Japan, but there are these companies that are these uh, countries that are adopting more of a American diet and they're seeing their obesity rates uh, shoot up because of it, which is very sad. Um, now, again, it, you know, it appears that most Americans hardly make it past a score of 10 on that scale of 0 to 100. And the standard American diet reportedly rates 11 out of 100 on that 0 to 100 scale. So what people are eating on an average across America is an 11 out of 100. So we're failing ourselves, we're failing our children, and we're failing uh, when it comes to um, proper dietary habits and proper nutrition consumption, adequate nutrition consumption. According to the U.S. Department of Agri Agriculture estimates, 32% of our calories come from animal foods, 57% from processed plant foods, and only 11% from whole grains, beans, fruits, vegetables, and nuts. That means on a scale of 1 to 10, the American diet would rate about 1. <clears throat> Think about that. 11% of our diet comes from whole foods. So 89% of it comes from the shit that is shown to give us things like cancer, diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, um, and I can go on and on. 89% of our diet comes it, it comes from foods that, that give us that. And we wonder why we're sick. And we wonder why healthcare costs are rising. And we wonder why people are, are, you know, have more sick years at the end of their life. And why people are always tired. It all stems from this. 
You've heard me talk about it over the last over 100 podcasts. Everything, your, your diet, the way that you eat plays a role in everything that you are. From sleep to mood, you know, quality of mood uh, to energy to cognitive function to you know, cognitive clarity to body fat to if you're going to get diseases later in life and so on and so forth. It all stems from that. And, and what I've talked to you about just now shows that we as Americans are doing it to ourselves. 89% of our diet is stuff that is going to kill us or make us sick. Now, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you're either, you've either limited that, cut that out, or are trying to. And I applaud you. It's awesome. But we need to keep spreading the message. You know, the onus is on us now. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing what I can. I need you to do what you can as well. The only way we're going to turn this around is by, you know, the masses. We need to educate the masses. So keep spreading that word. Keep leading by example. Uh, adhering to just four simple healthy lifestyle factors may have a strong impact on chronic disease prevention. The first is not smoking. The second is not being obese. And the third is getting a daily half hour of exercise and eating healthier. Um, defined as consuming more whole foods, whole fruits, vegetables, grains, and little to no meat or animal products. Now, those four factors alone were found to account for 78% of chronic disease risk. Four things you can do. There are four things you can do that will cut out 78% of the chances of getting chronic diseases. That's astounding. And they're easy things. And if we ticked off all four, we may be, we may be able to wipe out more than 90% of our risk of developing diabetes, more than 80% of our risk uh, of getting heart attacks, and half of our risk of stroke, and reduce our overall cancer risk by more than one-third. Now, there are you know, environmental factors that attribute to you know, cancer, like radiation from our cell phones, from cell towers, from there's you know pollution, there's brake dust if you live clo too close to the freeway. There's a there's a ton of things. So we can only do what we can do, right? So again, those things are not smoking. Think about it. Do you smoke? I don't. Are you obese? Maybe, but if you listen to this podcast, you're obviously trying to do something different. That's great. Reach out to me with questions. I'll be more than happy to help. But are you obese or not? I'm not. So that's two. Getting a daily half hour of exercise. Do you do that? I do. And are you eating healthier? Well, I believe that I am. So by doing those four things, again, I've wiped out more than 90% of the risk of getting diabetes. More than 80% of getting a heart attack, which is one of the scariest things to me. You just, you know, all of a sudden your heart just goes in your chest. I mean, how do you, there's no, there's no warning for that in terms of, you know, hey, I feel like I'm going to get a heart attack soon. Now, you have warning signs, but that's a scary thing to me. Um, and you have your risk of stroke and reduce cancer by a third. And can't, think about how prevalent cancer is in our society. So by doing these four things, you're greatly reducing your risk. And it all comes from your diet. But not only that, think about it. Think about everything that I've talked about. 
You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to live longer and be healthier for those years. That's that's one of the most important things to me. You know, if you have a family, if you want to have a family, think about that. You're going to have more time with the person that you love, your partner or spouse or whoever they are, more time with, you know, your kids and grandkids and be able to actually do stuff with them. Not just be, you know, in a wheelchair hooked up to an oxygen tank, you know, being miserable in the lobby of some, you know, old age home. So what you pick and choose to do now reverberates down the line. So, I mean, it's up to you and it's up to it's up to you as well to keep spreading that word. You might be doing all four of these things and, and leading a fantastically healthy life, but are you doing what you can to influence others and help others and not be, you know, a nagging voice and not be, you know, a cynical um, uh, negative voice to them, but being a voice of help and reason. It's up to you how you want to do it. Uh, if you need help with that, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>